0: Jason. I'm Gary. We're the uh, Portland Tim Beers. We talk a little bit about beer, soccer, and pretty much whatever else we want to talk about. Yeah. So, uh, all right, buddy. How you doing? Doing
1: good. Good. How about you? Yeah, I'm hanging. It was a day. It was a day.
0: How about that day? It was a day. Visited a uh, local tap house. Yes, we did. Tried out some beer from some friends over at Cooper
1: Mountain Ale Works. Along with a, uh, what was it, collaboration with Hops on Tap.
0: I believe two weeks ago you guys heard an interview with Cooper Mountain Ale Works and the guys from Hops on Tap over there uh, doing their collab. So we had a chance to try that beer out. Uh, I guess it was two episodes ago, not two weeks. Right,
1: but two episodes. Yeah, yeah,
0: so about a month ago. And um, got to sample that bad boy today. Nice invites from them for us to come down and taste it. Yeah, what'd you think?
1: Um, you, you know, it was a it was a really good blonde ale. They call it the the uh, beer name on it is the hot blonde ale. Um, and 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 I thought it was a pretty good beer. I, it was just a little flatter than I expected, and I don't know if it was due to tap lines or or if it was designed to be less. Um, yeah, what's the word I'm looking for here? Flat? No. Oh. no, No. Uh, less carbonated. Less carbonated. Uh, than it actually was. Uh, other than that, it was a great beer. I think they
0: had an issue dialing in the CO2 at uh, Hops on Tap, because I don't think the guys at Cooper Mountain Ale Works designed it to be that low of CO2. Probably I mean, not. Maybe no. they did, but um, it seemed a little bit flat to me, but a good solid beer. Um Obviously, trying to, uh, again, take a recipe that was a homebrew-style recipe and upscale that on a professional brew system. Right. So... Kind of cool to sit there and try that out. Um, Loved the uh, two people sitting there at the table near the cash register that were pointing everyone towards that beer. (laughs) Hey, you got to try 22. Hey, you got to try 22. Hey, guess what you got to try? 22. That place was packed. Oh, it was
1: freaking nuts. Absolutely crazy.
0: And if you get a chance, check out those guys. Uh, They believe they're in King City, but on the Tigered side, next to the Safeway um, on 99W, hops on tap. So, insane, insane tap list. So, I walked oh, in. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Everything I've talked about as far as what a tap list should look like, as far as uh, lots of different variation.
1: They had it.
0: Oh, totally. So, I believe I did a Kolsch Blonde Ale flight just to kind of run the gamut after uh, a couple pints of that number 22 hot blonde. So, good. Well,
1: what you drinking now? I have no idea, but... Uh my taste buds are being a little bitchy. Oh, really? Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty sure that this is an IPA. Okay. But other than that, I couldn't tell you. Um, what if this was the Pelican Cream? Then I'd be
0: <laughs> dumbass wrong. It's not. This is your friend and my friend. His name's Pliny.
1: That would explain the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> IPA taste.
0: Well, we've had what several of the cream ales today. So oh yeah, yeah. I tapped up uh, my cream ale clone sitting in the cooler for the last month, and decided to pop the top on it, and we've enjoyed several of those frosty ones. So several, pretty tasty stuff. Yes, a little extra water in it, um, but even despite that, it's it good.
1: came out well. Good,
0: yeah. good light taste. Good uh, for a nice warm day like today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, well,
0: we've had a busy couple weeks. We've got a whole series of interviews coming at you, and we don't plan to stop our interviews. Um, I think we've got three or four in the bag, and we've got at least another couple lined up ready to rock. So, um, this is going to be a summer of interviews with brewers and people from the beer scene. So, stay tuned. Um, But we're going to take you back to last weekend, and Gary and I jumped over to Tillamook to check out Pelican Brewing and Degard Brewing. And so we're going to focus on our Pelican time. Um, And we called these guys up a couple days before, sent an email actually, and said, hey, we're coming into town. What do you think about uh, letting us stop over and interview somebody from the brewery? And so Pelican, again, was founded there on the coast at Pacific City, small brew system, and then has kind of grown over the last decade to be this insane kind of engine that's just pumping out great beers and we're talking gold medal beers all along the coast. Um, Known for their insane scenery, popping up these fantastic brew pubs. (laughs) Yes, So I thought it'd be fun to sit down with those guys, A, take a tour, and B, taste some of their fine swill, and then C, sit and learn from the guys about how this thing's working what are their growth plans so gary and i road tripped over to tillamook and met uh, a gentleman gentleman by the name of brent McLoon, and he was kind enough to uh, sit down and talk with us so what'd you think of the uh, beers that we sipped as we were waiting to talk to him
1: yeah I i thought they were really good great beers um And the funny thing is, is you think Tillamook, you're not thinking the beer scene at all. And I think that that has drastically changed. Um, There's definitely a cluster of breweries over there that have have made it more of a beer scene. Um, And the beers themselves are fantastic.
0: So Mr. McCune took us um, through the brewery. It turned out he was sitting next to us the whole time we were having our food. Right. (laughs) Right. So um, Brent uh, met us and paid for our beers, which we totally appreciate. Yeah. Um, what'd you What'd you drink? You remember what you had?
1: Um, I do. You I had, had the I had fin. the Five Fin. Yeah. Yeah. Great beer.
0: So you had the Five Fin. I had the Kiwanda Cream, and uh, we grabbed our pints and then went out on the floor and took this fantastic tour of their production brew facility. Um, went back into the cask room, uh, which is fairly new for them. Before, it was a prior business that didn't allow them access. And now they've since uh, booted those people out and bought the rest of the building. Um, plus, the other city blocks around the <laughs> yeah, facility. It's so. freaking
1: insane.
0: <laughs> so, their expansion potential is fantastic.
1: Yeah, the funny thing is you roll up on this place and, and you go in from one side of it and they've got their outdoor seating. You walk inside and they've got a small little little bar kind of um, seating area in there as well as a few tables. Uh, and then the brewery is just right there. I mean, your tanks are all right there in full view. But the scary part of it is is that's only like a tenth of the brewery.
0: Yeah, no, it's super super small little uh You, you pub go area.
1: go behind the walls on this tour and it's just like tank after tank after tank and then the uh, the bottling line and then the packaging line and the offices and it just seemed to go on forever. It was crazy.
0: Yeah, it was it was nuts uh but fantastic uh Love sitting down with him. Love getting a tour. Um, they've got this brand new canning and bottling operation that they're doing some stuff with. That's got this huge, huge, fast pace where they can just get a mass amount of work done, right? Um, and so it really gives them a competitive advantage against others that are trying to do the same stuff. Um, but it also keeps them relevant, and so they can compete with the big boys. So, and produce fantastic beers. Exactly. So. Yeah. So, um, sat down with Brent up in the conference room overlooking the production facility, and so we would like to play that interview. Um, I think you guys will find that interesting, and then we will regroup with that, uh, after the, at the conclusion of that, and kind of tell you about, uh, how we ended the evening, talk a little bit about some Timbers, uh, talk. Uh, I know we've got some U.S. Open matches that we should talk about as we're kind of in this international week, and then, um uh, We'll close this bad boy out. So, but here's Brent McCune, Gary, and I at Pelican Brewing in Tillamook.
2: Checking So, so I'm the brand ambassador and the merchandise manager. Okay. Um, I've been with Pelican for nine years. Um, so I started. I came over from Columbia Distributing. I worked for Coca-Cola for ten years. Hmm um and so i lived here and they i saw an ad for self-distribution for pelican brewing i was like i'm all
0: over yeah. That.
2: <laughs> yeah you know i took a cut and pay. i just i saw i was a fan and i saw the potential there and, and so i started doing self-distribution for them and so i literally lived in a van for like two and a half years mm. and i would i would load up my van go to portland salem eugene and then we started branching out to, to bend we got another guy to help me do portland and then I got the stupid idea to start going up to Seattle, time from Washington. So <laughs> I go, go up the I-5 and I five quarter and it got to where I was spending three days a week up in Seattle, just hitting the bottle shops and the you know Whole Foods and those kind of places. Right. Um, so we did that for like two and a half years. Um, my first sales goal was 250 cases a month, and at the end of self distribution, we were doing, I'd say about consistently a thousand cases a month, maybe 1500 once in a while. Uh, you know, now we're doing over 20,000 cases a month. Wow! Um, so, so from 2010 to now, it's just been double our growth every single year. It's been it's yeah. been crazy. Yeah.
0: Well, so uh, real quick, uh, this is Jason from the Timbers, and I am here uh, at Pelican with Gary, and we're here with Brent McClune. McCune. McCune. Yep. McCune, There you go. Uh, and Brent's been awesome about showing us. We had a pre-tour here. We've had a couple beverages here. Actually, we're sitting uh, next next to him on the deck there i enjoying the nice sunshine on the deck they have here in Tillamook. I was telling Gary, I'm like, we don't see that sunshine all the time here. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, but it's crazy, crazy growth um, of what we've seen of Pelican. And so Gary and I uh, have been fans of Pelican for a long time, actually have profiled a bunch of beers on the podcast, uh, Queen of Hearts and uh, uh, some of the darker, darker beers that we've had. Um so, first and foremost, thank you for having us. Yeah, I appreciate absolutely. that. Yeah, thanks for coming out. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Um, and so, let's talk a little bit about foundation stuff of uh, uh, Pelican Brewing and how it started, where it started, how long you guys have been in business, and then let's move into kind of through the timeline into current day and where you're at now.
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, so, the building in Pacific City, which is our flagship, was purchased in 1995. Uh, by Jeff Shans and Mary Jones, so they're our primary owners. Um, it was an old run-down restaurant. It literally had sand dunes blowing through it, um, you know, but location, location. You know, right. And so, and Jeff and Mary are real estate developers, entrepreneurs. Um, they had had a restaurant in Pacific City that was used to sit right behind where the Pelican is now. Um, and so they um, purchased the building and were trying to decide what to do with that building, whether to make it just a restaurant Um And they were very knowledgeable wine people. And Jeff was kind of reading about the craft beer industry. This is back in 95. Um, And that light just went off. They're like, let's make this a brew pub. And so they went to a craft beer conference out at the uh, Red Lion at Janssen Beach. And uh, they literally put a little post-it note on a bulletin board and said, you know, for Oregon Coast Brewer wanted. Um, Darren Welch was at that conference. um, And they kind of kept missing each other. Um, He's from the Eugene area. And he was back in Wisconsin, I believe, um, working in a brewery, home brewing. Had his degree, wanted to get back to Oregon. Um, so, long story short, the three of them in the in the lobby of the Red Lion there decided to pull the trigger on this thing. Um, so he moved back to Oregon. They ber- brewed the first batch of uh, I believe what was our Doryman's Dark Ale. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first batch they did it in a storage shed down in Civic City, mm-hmm. and they opened the restaurant. Um,
0: Truly transformational for Pacific City. Like, again, I mean, to me, and I've said this multiple times, and I know there's other discussions, but that brewery, that brew site, looking out on the rock, looking at the sand dunes on the right – um, unlike anything else I would say in this world, and I've been to Belgium, I've been to Germany and like, it truly is one of the best scenery breweries I've ever seen.
2: Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. yeah it, no, it's amazing. Um, they, they struck gold by, you know, putting a brew up in that location for sure. And it has transformed Pacific city. Right. Um, you know, it's just amazing. The number of people, you know, we, we get last count annually between our three locations, we're getting over 600,000 people through our doors a year. Mm. Um, it's amazing. Um, so yeah, you, know, you couldn't buy Pelican beer out in the trade uh, until about 2010, so it was mainly just Pacific City. You had to go to the pub there to get our beer. Um, they dabbled a little bit in distribution, but but without really any success. Um, and, and honestly, I don't think it was at the forefront of the priorities. Um, getting people to Pacific City to see this incredible location and, and start like getting into the Pelican experience was really the number one priority. Um, and so in 2010, when legislation was passed in Oregon, that allowed brewpubs to distribute their own beer. Mm-hmm. That's, that's when they started to distribute. Um, as we were talking about before, we, we started self-distribution, um, did it myself, ended up doing with two people until we just couldn't keep up with it anymore. Um, and then we pulled the trigger on, on going through distribution channels. And when we did that in 2013 is when we opened the production brewery in Tillamook. Crazy. I up. So and I think I
0: was here shortly thereafter in twenty thirteen and it, it and it was packed then. Like it, the deck I believe it was a sunny day the first day I was here and it was coming from You
2: get lucky when you come over
0: Cape Lookout. I know. <laughs> I should come here all the time. But the uh, it was gorgeous out and I was like, Wow this is this is gonna be interesting to see how this works out in Tillamook. because oh, yeah. um, Tillamook was not known as a beer town. Um, we just came from DeGard, and uh, and it's interesting to watch some of these clusters actually pop up, mm-hmm. and kind of that supportive, collaborative type thing popping up. We talked about Warner, yes, um, opening up, and so talk to me a little bit about the brew scene that you've got going here in Tillamook. So the headquarters for Pelican is now here. You said,
2: yeah, you know, for, as far as beer production, it's in Tillamook. You know, all of our shipping, all of our packaging, brewing, um, it's you know, Tillamook is where we're located as far as that goes. Um, it's an exciting little scene here, you know, DeGard um, started out by the air museum. So they weren't downtown. Right. Um, and having them come into downtown has been really, really cool. Um, cause you get the foot traffic between our location and their location. It's a, literally a block and a half it's away. A block and yeah. Half away, Yeah. Um, which is great for all of us, you know, and, and then Werner brewing is just down the road a little ways. Um, and we were really excited when they decided to start brewing beer. They, they've been a huge part of the community, um, known for their meat, meat company. Um, and when they started, uh, doing beer, you know, they came and talked to us and, and. You know, we were really willing to share information and and support them and help them. And it's been great for Tillamook. Um, It's just, like you said, this little cluster is kind of developing. And you can now come to Tillamook, and it's not just about the cheese and the ice cream. You you can get some great beer here as well.
0: Yeah, so it's interesting. Bend, right? So uh, there are so many breweries in Bend right now, massive amounts, and more than that community can or really should support, right? right? So to me, it's oversaturated, yet they thrive. And new ones are opening up all the time. You guys kind of have that here with that clustering thing where, I mean, how much is too much? But right now, it's kind of cool to see you guys all coming up and kind of supporting each other. You guys are the big brother, kind of running right, the thing right. and right. doing your thing. Um, so talk to me, you talked a little bit about, like, uh, the expansion that you guys have done here and kind of mm-hmm. the expansion of taking over the extra space. Mm-hmm. Where is Pelican going to be in the next five years?
2: You know, there's, there's always expansion on the forefront. Um, I, I would say we're true to the Oregon coast. So I would I would think if you see any expansion coming um, and per- perhaps another brew pub brew pub opening up it's it's going to be on the Oregon coast and my guess it would be on the you know down south right um, so you know there's nothing really in the works yet um, but I would say in the next five years I wouldn't be surprised
0: so it's a destination you know. we talked a little bit about that yeah um, where again. McMenamin's has their thing with their destination hotels and the, kind of their thing that they've got with the tripsters and all yeah, that. Yeah. And you guys have kind of cornered that destination thing for the Oregon coast um, with places now in Gearhart, Cannon Beach, Tillamook, Pacific City. And if you hit southern Oregon, you're going to kind of have this thing. Any plans for hotels,
2: other hotels, places people can stay? You know, um, Jeff and Mary are part of, you know, real estate developing. Um, so Pelican is actually part of a family of companies. So the Inn at Cape Kiwanda. Um, the, the new brand new lodge you see above Pelican, um, called Headlands. That's, that's all our sister companies. So there's definitely that element, um, to what the ownership group does. Mm -hmm. Um, it's separate from Pelican Brewing itself. Um, but there is an element of that associated with the business. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I know that when I've stayed there for Valentine's day, a few years back at Pacific city, uh, there was definitely Pelican beer in the room, and there's right. a tight connection there, and yeah. and that was part of the deal, right? My wife's like, he's a beer guy. This is a perfect place to go. <laughs> perfect from a marketing standpoint, right? So, <laughs> right, right.
2: Um,
0: but yeah, it's interesting because I think a lot of beer people are looking for places to go, and what better yet, come to a beautiful place like Pacific City or Gearhart or any of those places and come stay and experience Pelican and the Pelican brand.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I and I think we're going to be very key. I, I think the one thing that in expansion, um, it's it's a very thought out process. Um, Cannon Beach made total sense to go to Cannon Beach for our for our you know second big brew pub, um, and so I, if you see anything else pop up on the Oregon coast, it's there's going to be a lot of thought into location and the surrounding area, and making sure that we stay true to our brand um, and that it's a destination to go to, and it's all about being on the Oregon coast and and the wilderness and the rugged, you know, Oregon coast. Um, So if you do see us, you know, expand in the future, it's definitely going to be well thought out, location-driven, you know, location.
0: So how big is too big? So we talked a little bit about contracture in the market. Oregon is changing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very eerily similar to those of us that remember the 90s when there was a big, huge contracture in Mm -hmm. that time period where there's some biggies that are going away and some biggies that are going to be gone at the end of this year um, when you start looking at barrel reports and all of that, Mm -hmm. yet you guys are expanding like crazy. Um, And you talked about a methodical plan and a very calculated plan about Mm -hmm. where you're going to go and how you're going to grow. Um, How big is too big for you guys?
2: Well, that's a good question. I I don't know how big is too big, but I do know that um, there is a definite plan and watchful eye on how fast we grow and how big we do get. Um, we want to make sure that we stay true to our brand, our consistency, our production values. Um, and so I think right now with everything that's going on, um, you're starting to see kind of a analyzing of like where we're at right now. And before we're taking any more big steps forward, it's like we're kind of looking at what's going on right now. And, and so... Um, I don't know how big is too big, but I, I think there will always be careful thought between the ownership group of, of making sure we're not outreaching what we should be.
0: We have a close friend that works for a distributor, Meletus. Oh, yeah. And uh, and he talks a lot about the beer industry and kind of where things are at and, and, and things that are happening. But, uh, again, when he looked towards Pelican and kind of the responsible growth Pelican's had, and, moreover, um, jumping into an area that's not necessarily been tapped, right? I mean, um, I think from an industry perspective – Beer drinkers in Oregon um, are interested to see what Pelican's doing, what Pelican's going to mm-hmm. be. It's kind of that litmus test of what's going to what's going to happen, right, right. right? And so I'm appreciative. Where are you guys seeing beer going as far as the future of beer? So this brood IPA thing hit, this uh, I, hazy IPA thing hit. Where are you guys going? Uh, it seems like the rest of the industry is going towards these light loggers that we saw in the 80s and 90s. Right, right. Um, <laughs> we're going back to those. It looks like. Mm-hmm. Where are you guys going?
2: You know, I, I think we're always mindful of trends um, and, and what what people are looking for. Um, but I also think there's an element of Pelican that, I don't know if I, I don't know if saying ahead of the trend is, you know, but we like to really experiment. Um, but Darren, our brewmaster, is very particular about his style of brewing and making sure everything meets a certain standard of, of fresh, clean-tasting beer. And so when he develops a beer, it's not really with the mindset of, You know, what's the market looking for? What can we do to please the market? It's like, here's a good idea for a beer. Why do we want to make this beer? What, You know, why will people want to drink this beer? Why do we want to make this beer? And I I think he approaches everything that way. Um, And so, you know, I I think he's always forward-thinking, and and the brew staff is forward-thinking. He has a great team of brewers that come up with some beers on their own um, that he oversees that um, have really, I think, helped push the envelope for Pelican. Um, with some new exciting beers. So, you know, IPAs are always and still really strong. Um, I know there's some new IPAs in development, but... I asked Darren before I came in here today, I'm like, hey, we got anything new in the works? He's like, nothing that I really want to talk about right now. <laughs> He's like, but, you know, we're still IPA heavy, and there's there's some IPAs out there and whatnot. We're going to talk about that staff room core uh,
0: tap down there. So I saw three interesting things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we should go down
2: and check it out and try what's on down there.
1: <laughs> so uh, did, what you just talked about kind of leads right into my question, which is when you look at how long Pelican's been around mm-hmm. and – some of these other huge names that have been out there that aren't around anymore right how have you guys managed to stay relevant in the marketplace and and how do you see moving forward staying relevant in that marketplace as well
2: you know I think we touched on this earlier right I think we're because we're a destination right um, we really in our branding and honestly in the way we we produce our beer, we prepare our food, um, we interact with our guests and, and people that we do business with. It's really a lifestyle. It, it's an it's a element of the Oregon coast <clears throat> excuse me, that we really believe in strongly. And I think that's how we're staying relevant, and I think that's why you're seeing this growth is, is people come here not just to come and have a pint of beer. You know, they, they come here to camp and spend time with their families, and they're creating memories. Right. And we actually talk about that to our new staff. When they come when they come in and they go through what we call beer school, we don't just teach them about the beer. We, we teach them about the environment and how important they are to the guests that come and interact. And you're, you're creating a memory for these people. And I think that's how we will stay relevant, um, by being this – Incredible destination. You know, we're very fortunate and blessed to have these beautiful locations right, right. on the beach. We live in one of the most beautiful places in the world. Um, and so I think that's how we stay relevant as we stay true to who we are and create these lasting memories and experiences for our guests. And when they go home and buy a six-pack of Pelican beer, you know, they're kind of taking a little bit of the beach home with them and right. memories.
1: Yeah, and, and Jason and I have actually talked about this a couple of times, and I think we've even brought it up on the top podcast a couple of times, about – how when you go to these breweries or wherever you're going anymore it's it's not just about their beer it's about the experience mm-hmm. and it what we're seeing especially from pelican right now is pelican is is the experience it's not hey look our beers the best beer there is it's no look at our experience mm-hmm. and the beer is just part of that experience
0: yeah and the service and, and the, yeah
1: that. and it, it's all tied together and i think you guys have nailed it as oh, far as you. that goes um which i think is wonderful i think people need to come out here they need to to really take a look at that um and and be part of that experience mm-hmm. part um, and i think a lot of breweries could could learn from that and and be able to, to really make their brand better by doing that
2: oh, thank you yeah that's a great point and I, I think that's why Pelican has grown you know so much in the last nine years that I've been with the company is it's always been about the experience you know it's, it's always been about the beer it's always been about the food um, but ultimately it's been about you know come visit us and experience this and and you know and you'll come back because it's such a great experience you'll keep coming back and you know I think that's why you're seeing this trend continuing with Pelican
0: so uh speaking on that, s- totally outside of the box, mm-hmm. sand skiing. We've got a sand ski <laughs> down the dune at Pelican, right? And we need a we need a lift system because we're too old guys, we can't walk up the hill Dude, that's now a and then. Great idea. I know I'm telling it. and we, we about six months ago we're we're snow skiers. We talk on the podcast during the winter about skiing and I'm like, do you know where we need to sand ski? We need to go to Pelican and sand ski and then go down and have a pint. And then, if only they had a lift system that could bring yeah, us back to the top of the on. hill. Yeah.
2: That's brilliant, gotta say. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so that leads into like other events and things like that. So um, I saw some fishing hats downstairs mm-hmm. about the Salmon Highway, yeah, Super yeah. Highway. Is that a Pelican thing? Is that a kind of a joint venture thing? What's going on with yeah, that? Yeah, it's a
2: joint venture. It's um, part of the proceeds of our merchandise that we sell in our Fife Inn, um Pilsner um, is part of the uh, Salmon Super Highway project here in Tillamook County, which is restoring about 180 miles of waterways so salmon can get back upstream. Um, and it's just one way that we can give back to our environment. I mean, that's something we take very serious. And so that's been an ongoing project now for several years. Um, and, yeah, so we've started implementing more merchandise. So if you buy a hat, you know, $5 from that hat goes right to that, that hmm. cause and that project. And we've done similar things with the uh, – we had a Silver Spot IPA, um, which was help funding the Silver Spot Butterfly endangered species which is down kind of pacific city so we had a beer with that um but the the uh, super salmon highway is going to be an ongoing project that we're really proud to be a part of
0: well you guys sit right on the trask here right so and it's right world famous trask river we're both fly fishermen so and we actually were contemplating bringing our poles and and having a good time so um Yeah, I mean, it just seems like it's ripe for that opportunity and Mm -hmm. that relationship. So, yeah. Um, Good. Well, you know what? We appreciate your time. We appreciate the tour and the hospitality. It's been fantastic, as always.
2: Absolutely. Um,
0: As we talked about, uh, Warner's not open today. So, we're headed to your other location now.
2: Well, you picked the right day to come out. (laughs) Oh, it's gorgeous, right? So, but
0: again, massive thanks. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. I appreciate you guys reaching out and coming and visit us. Absolutely. All right.
0: Take care. Tim Beers. All right. Tim Beers. Well,. Fantastic time at Pelican. What would you think of that, man? Listening to it back.
1: Bringing back memories. Bringing back
0: memories. They treated us so well. From the second that we walked in the door to, I mean, through the interview, um, even afterwards, um, you and I drifted over to uh, Pacific City. Had no intention. We were just going to do the interviews in Tillamook and then head home. Right. And uh, we were like, you know what? F it pelican treated us so well we are headed to pacific city
1: wow and it was a gorgeous day that day too yeah i mean beautiful I mean, that day. just added to it it just thing after thing after thing just added to the experience that we were having that day
0: yeah beers were fantastic temperature was fantastic Uh, Brent was fantastic
1: absolutely fantastic Uh,
0: um, the whole thing was great Um, and they treated us again top notch at both locations so um, if you get a chance check those guys out Um, what we have there so I had the Kiwanda cream ale in honor of my wife (laughs) yeah we also had pink
1: boots we had pink boots Yeah, Uh,
0: yeah, Brent uh, recommended the pink boots so we tried that over in Pacific City right um, and that's a, a beer where they're donating money to, what is it, the Pink Boots fundraiser or something of that nature? And I'm going to sound like an idiot, but <laughs> I believe they were actually donating proceeds to some sort of cause. And then what else? You had Five Fin. Right. M- what, those, those what were
1: the, I think those are the only two beers I had. Uh, no, I take that back. I also had their Kolsch. You did have their um, Kolsch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I had the Kolsch when I did the uh, mahi.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, and you had the mahi, and then I had
0: the half of a chicken. <laughs> so, which was a huge piece of chicken it was a that came out. Huge chicken. Yeah. So, what did you think of that location? That was your first time out to Pacific City.
1: Uh, yeah, and I mean it, Brent. It, he hit it right on the head. I mean the nail right on the head when he talked about that whole company being about the experience from the ground up right um you go to pacific city and just the scene itself is amazing and then your server is amazing and then the food is amazing and then the beer is amazing and you throw all that together and it just it just makes one huge amazing experience and it you can't beat that i mean that's that's a That's a formula that I think a lot of uh, breweries wish they had.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, Unbelievable setting, unbelievable staff, um, and very, very good beer. So Pink Boots uh, is an IPA lager, and it's from their websites, talks about it being designed in collaboration with female brewers from across the Northwest using the proprietary Pink Boots Hot Blend our IPL features white grapefruit, cedar, and earthy aromas. So there's no uh, no real col- uh, money being donated. The name and the idea is a collaboration for female brewing. So, Correct. Fantastic. Beautiful. So Pelican Pilsner, uh, which is the Kiwanda Cream, I believe. No, that's the Pelican Pilsner. I had the Kiwanda Cream. You had the Catch Kolsch, I believe, yes. with your mahi. Yeah. Uh, and that had the mandarina hops in it. So. It,
1: yeah, it, and it was uh, it was a very interesting colch.
0: And that's the one that's in the can. We actually saw that on the canning line. Yeah. Uh, did you, by chance, check out the uh, reject pile that was sitting there as we were taking a tour? And it was a bunch of stuff that just had been rejected. I did not see that. And I was like, dude, are oh, you thinking <laughs> You wonder I wonder if they uh, would notice. If I wish like... I would have saw that. I did not see that. What <laughs> if they took a couple of these cans? Would anybody see? <laughs> so, um, and then let's see what else we had. So we had a couple different things. They had tsunami on. Um, you talked about that. You had five fin, which was beautiful. Um, they had this great azaka uh, player, which is their pale ale uh, with azaka hops. Um, so, anyways, good stuff, great stuff there. What'd you think of the sand dune? We're going to open a ski competition? Yeah,
1: I would love to throw this out there to Pelican. Yeah. um, If they're listening, is to be able to somehow work with you guys in Portland Timber's and sponsor some kind of sand dune ski competition out there at your Pacific City location. I think it'd be friggin' fantastic. Uh, We just need to figure out how to get people to the top of the hill. And then uh, figure out a either um, like a ski rental place that is just getting ready to chuck a bunch of skis or whatever to donate them. Uh, and just do a like a side-by-side slalom race out there one day. Um, yeah, no, I think... And, f- and figure out how to do that. We've talked about it, like I think
0: over the winter we did a profile on sand skiing, and I believe it was out of Namibia or... Actually, there was a place in Southern Oregon on the dunes, I think we profiled. Yeah. And uh, I think at that time I mentioned, dude, we got to go to Pacific City. They've got this fantastic ski hill, which would be perfect. Spot. Yeah. So initially we were talking about some sort of like rope tow system up, but there's no easy way that that would work. No. Um, so we need like a sand buggy or a sand dune, like a, one of those like snow cats, but for like sand. Right. And then we need some badass skiers to come and try out some uh, slalom skiing on this huge dune with, like, Goodwill skis, some burner skis. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, But I have a feeling you and I are going to need to just get a set of skis and go try it.
1: Oh, yeah. I've already got a set of skis.
0: Do you? Oh yeah! I'm looking at Goodwill. Oh yeah, starting tomorrow.
1: It's my old race teaching skis.
0: Yep, I'm I'm gonna do it. They're huge. Because can you imagine? We've got our ski rack on, and we're headed towards Pacific City. I was thinking about the other
1: day, and I was laughing my ass off. (laughs) I was like, "What are people gonna think when they see these two clowns driving down the highway towards the beach (laughs) with sets of skis on?" You know what? only thing that makes it
0: better is we got, like, uh, like the Beer Country Boys.
1: Heck, yeah. We've got,
0: like, a keg installed in have the back. Have them in the back. Yeah.
1: <laughs> have those two in back. Oh, have
0: those two. And or a keg. Carl and Greg in the back of the truck. Yeah. And a keg. Yeah, no, yeah. The keg would be gone by the time we got to the beach. Boys, the challenge guys. is on. Yeah, no, oh, I think I'll that bring would bring you
1: over for that.
0: But... Badass.
1: And then a huge beach party down at uh, Pelican Brewery afterwards.
0: Yeah, can you imagine a concert stage? Oh, and, like, God, yes. And, Huge raging party there at Pelican. Great profile. I guarantee we'd get sponsors. So <laughs> it'd be we
1: crazy. We didn't make
0: this thing happen. This has got to happen. And
1: it would be sweet.
0: Yeah. So yeah, great experience um, all the way around. Um, I don't know. I don't know what there uh, what else there is to say. So we had a great time there at Tillamook. We'll uh, be back for sure. Um, so next weeks or next episodes. Uh, Interviews will be kind of twofold. We visited two more breweries, um, one in uh, between Sherwood and King City called Tiny Wolf, and then another one, um, obviously world famous Degard, which was the uh, original reason why we ended up in Tillamook, right? Um, And so they treated us super well as well. We had some amazing beers, and again, we're not. Sour beer guys, by any means, not
1: by any means.
0: Uh, kind of like we're not IPA guys, but I'm <laughs> drinking Pliny the Elder right now. I don't know what the hell's happening to me. <laughs> Conver- so
1: it's called conversion.
0: But I can tell you, the last like two weeks, I've had probably more sour beer than I've had any other beer in the last two weeks.
1: Uh, yeah, you're probably right on that.
0: Um, yeah. And it's because of these two breweries. I mean, they're pumping out crazy, insane sour beers.
1: Well, I'm going to correct you on that. Yeah. They're not actually pumping them out. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sour beers take forever. So Good these point. Guys, these guys have been cultivating these beers for years. Nurturing them. And then they're bringing them to us now. So
0: Yeah, we've I mean, just nuts that, uh, and you'll hear about it, the anniversary ale oh, that uh, they gifted us. It was ridiculously smooth tasted and Tasted like awesome. a champagne. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. So you got that to look forward to in the next couple weeks, Um, and we will bring those out. And, again, this summer is going to be packed with interviews. So Gary and I are traveling, so we'll have, some again, some local interviews. Um, Gary's uh, heading in all sorts of places, and he's promised to actually stop in and do a couple interviews at some of the places he goes. Um, I'm heading to Europe, and so I'm planning on hitting, actually, a couple different places in Europe. Um, whether it's Austria, Germany, or Switzerland, um, and maybe even a French brew if I can find one. Ooh. So um, that would be pretty cool. Um, but it would be great to be able to connect with some brewers overseas, and then again, some other brewers outside of the state. OBF is in July, so Gary and I are going to actually hit OBF. Um, cool story uh, Cameron, as many of you guys know, uh, my son, hit uh, and is an Eagle Scout now. And Art Lawrence is an Eagle Scout from Cascade Barrel House slash Raccoon Lodge slash OBF. And he sent Cameron a very, very, very nice congratulatory letter about Eagle. Handwritten. And handwritten. And Cameron got letters from governors and state representatives and senators and athletes. And the single letter that he's most excited about is the letter from art lawrence which is awesome (laughs) because it's handwritten and it's like to cameron right so and he knows it right he's a 16 year old kid he's smart and uh he knows when something kind of came from the heart so big shout out to cascade barrel house bigger shout out to art lawrence thank you very very much for uh the letter to cameron um we will see you soon at obf and specifically the brewer's Breakfast. Almost said dinner. We got invited <laughs> to the dinner, dude. 150 bucks a pop. That's Holy pricey. shit, balls.
1: That is one pricey dinner.
0: So, if you're a distributor, Gary and I need to ride your coattails. Because <laughs> we make good money, but we don't make that good of money. So, <laughs> I think you guys need to compass in. You need two uh, surly podcasters to yeah. uh, be at your table. So
1: if, if you're looking for a charity cause, that's us.
0: Yeah, well, and, and I can even just be a cheap date. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I've got no morals. So. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> well, maybe one or two. <laughs> <laughs> but I probably violated those already. So. Yep, already violated. Yeah. So, well, buddy, uh, Summer Lake soccer is going well. So we are drawn, what, between 14 and 20 a week, roughly. Roughly. Um, yeah. Yeah, some yeah. weeks are better than others. 100 degrees last week. Uh, Wednesday. Uh, yeah, I was
1: shocked at the turnout. Um, I was shocked at how long the turnout shit, lasted. That was my next comment. <laughs> and not only was I shocked at the, the uh, turnout, I was shocked at how long everybody lasted. Shit, uh,
0: they lasted longer than any other week in the past, like, two months, three months that we've been open.
1: Yeah, uh, for the most part. Dude, yeah.
0: they played all the way till dusk, and, like, it was ridiculous. Yeah. So, um,. And some new faces. So neighbor Will showed up. That's yeah, pretty badass. Played well too. Yeah, um, Roberto's back in town. Yeah. So it's Roberto's
1: back in town. Yeah, that's
0: right. And so now that's the discussion from Andy and Sean and some of those guys that are: Do we do oh, donut we derby? Donut derby. Donut derby. Donut derby. So um, I'm leaning that way. So of I've got, you are. I've got some questions, dude. I was the most militant. You son of a gun. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but I have a whole. But I'm going to tell you right now, we got to we got to do a different jersey than we did last year. Why? Those were way too fucking hot. We have three jerseys. Yeah, but we got to go with one that's not uh, disco looking. That one was way too hot.
0: We have three jerseys. We have two mustache jerseys, and we have a the Tim Beers jersey. And we're not buying new jerseys every time we go to a tournament. No, no, I get that. <laughs>
1: but that Tim Beers jersey is way too hot for the conditions. For that, for that particular tournament. I mean, that's got to be like a winter tournament jersey. Yeah, we've got other
0: jerseys. So we've got the mustache jerseys. We got a bunch of stuff. So we'll be good. Um, so, but the question is, are we going to do this thing? What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know. You uh, know, you know my thoughts on it. Yeah,
0: but. I think the gang wants to do it, and so we're going to have to bite the bullet and sure. support the gang. So we'll we'll knock it around a little bit more. We don't have much more time. Um, again, if you've been following the podcast, you know that we're cheap bastards and we don't want to pay for the <laughs> player's card. So, <laughs> And we uh, actually are morally against... Uh, organize tournaments this way. <laughs> so, yes!
1: I mean, why can't you just come together and play a tournament and call it good?
0: They call it liability. they brought a bunch of risk managers in that are being a pain in the ass. As it sounds
1: That's like. why they have... To, that's why people have to pay for players' cards, just so they yeah. can pay for the risk managers.
0: So, anyhow, sounds like they have a daily players' card that might be possible for some of the guys. I know if they do, I'll buy it. Um, but, yeah, watch out, Timbers. What? Timber Summer Donut Derby team is coming.
1: <laughs> the donut holes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the maple-covered donut holes in the chocolate wow. with cream in them.
1: Leave it. And cinnamon sugar. Nope, not going any further. And Bacon. There it goes. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, all right. Uh, what else we got, buddy? Oh, Fourth of July game. So Fourth
1: of July game. Yeah, we yeah. are about
0: three weeks away from the Fourth of July game. The uh, world famous uh, Summer Lake Cup is being engraved. Yes. I believe the engravers' uh, exact words were, "Oh fuck, <laughs> we thought you died,"
1: <laughs>
0: and so they were not looking at. <laughs> they were not looking forward to carving the cup. They actually tried to talk me into uh, putting a wooden ring with a flat plate around the base of it instead yeah. of the uh, crappy little candle base that's at the base of it. Yeah.
1: So, easier form, probably doing great.
0: Kind of like the Stanley Cup, right? <laughs> so they just wanted to add layers under the thing. <laughs> and, of course, I was like, uh, no. Not yet. <laughs> so, and uh, I reminded them that our cup is actually fairly nice and is not a phallic symbol, unlike uh, Intel's penis cup. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Or penis trophy. So... Yeah, we uh it's being engraved. So, did some research, dug back in the annals of Tim Beer's history, figured out the score and so yeah, so we'll have the cup by 4th of July.
1: That's a good thing.
0: It is. You
1: got um, to have the cup for the 4th of the July game. Well,
0: you do because that's super important and that's we play by playing the rules. Yes, no, well they're really playing for drinking beer out of the cup. Well, yeah. Um, faster than it drains out the base <laughs> of the <cup. laughs> so, And really what they're doing is they want to drink beer from the cup to see the lady of the cup.
1: Yeah. yeah. The lady of the cup. The
0: lady of the cup sitting in the middle of it, kind of covering the nut. Oh, boy. No, she is. Yeah, That's she, where the beer leak's from.
1: Yeah. What? She's covering the
2: nut.
0: Dude, seriously. What the heck? <laughs> Birds, <laughs> bees, and you got to bring up nuts. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, let's see. What else? So, uh, July 4th, noon, as always, 90 minutes, uh, about a 15-minute break between the halves. Uh, Darks, whites, every team's got to have a goalie. We play by the rules. It's the only day of the year or only game of the year that we actually play by the rules for Summer Lake.
1: And it's the only time we keep score.
0: Only time we keep score. Um, Sweeney, you said you were bringing your keeper outfits. Or not keeper, but your referee outfits. So you better Ooh. pull that off. Yeah, remember, he's talked about giving red cards next year. Yeah.
1: So. That means we'll actually have a legitimate ref.
0: Well, it's Sweeney, I wouldn't call it legitimate.
1: <laughs> hey, that's, that's more legitimate than anything else we've had.
0: That's like saying... <laughs> coors is a legitimate beer <laughs> wow <laughs> here comes a <the> lawsuit yeah. <laughs> <kids. laughs> i wouldn't i mean i would call a coors beer but just not legitimate it's not beer. legit yeah miller high life dude champagne of uh, beers right boy, there baby yeah. so um let's see man what else we got did some supping Supping? Yeah, you been supping at all? I have not
1: supped this year.
0: Yeah, brand new sup yeah. board for Debbie and I. We were out on the T River, the Tualatin, and uh, floating. I know you and I and Debbie are going to hit Sun River on the Deschutes. Yeah. Get some coldies and shortly float after the, Deschutes. the fourth. Yeah. So do that. I think that's all that's on our plate. Oh, you know what I did today? Um. Drank some beer. Is this a trick question? I sealed my skis. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Had the garage sale and then while I was sitting out there, uh, sealed the skis up. So nice. Um, if you haven't done it, you're late. Yeah, so, you are. Because <laughs> I had a bunch of rust and oxidation. Really late. So I had to give a good scraping and then big thick coat of wax. Yeah. So, make
1: sure you uh, make sure the the edges are completely rust free before you put that coat of wax on. Yeah,
0: because they'll pit out. So. Yeah, so huge, uh, huge thing to do. So make sure your skis are covered up. Uh, if you're sand skiing, who gives a shit? Because you're just gonna rub whatever off.
1: Yeah, totally, totally <laughs> so, different set of skis, though. <laughs> yep, totally. At least it better be. <laughs> well,
0: maybe. <laughs> it's, uh, maybe maybe they got skins on them, right? No. <laughs> like what? Potato skins? Yeah, sure. <laughs> keep the friction burns down. (laughs) I use the same thing on my knees. Oh, boy. Yeah. (laughs) So, all right, buddy. Well, I don't think I have anything. So, um, I do want to, again, thank uh, Pelican Brewing and Brent for having us out there.
1: Very definitely. Uh, Very curious.
0: Yeah, totally came out on a Sunday, on a day that he normally has off, I'm guessing, and spent a couple hours with us and treated us again like kings. So, Um, Fantastic beers, fantastic destination. Go check these guys out in Tillamook, in Pacific City, in Cannon Beach, in Gearheart. Um, The place is unbelievable. So destination facility for sure. Definitely. Um, With that, we will be back in about a week or so. Uh, The Timbers play LAFC. No, they play LA Galaxy on Wednesday for the U.S. Open Cup, a round of 16. Yeah,
1: they actually just beat Seattle.
0: Beat Shittle, um, two to one. Uh, it was... Uh, Brian Fernandez. Yeah, Beef Fernandez, Mr. Um, making his money. Yeah, ma- making his money. Making his money and then spending it on... Nope. What?
1: You don't know what he's doing then.
0: No, I was saying he's making his money and spending it, <laughs> shooting goals. What are you talking about? Wow. So... Um, no, what I'm gonna say is that the back line is Swiss a shit cheese. Yeah. yeah, and Brian Fernandez, thank God we've got that guy because
1: he's the only thing keeping it alive right now. <laughs>
0: Jesus. Well Ebo had some good crossings, so
1: I'm No, he did. Like, I mean there's a lot of good movement from like midfield forward. Yeah. But that back line's uh looking a little holy.
0: Yeah, Valentin had a beautiful gaff on one of the goals, so um, so yeah, they got to do something on that back line because we're going to get throttled unless that thing comes together and solidifies. Right. Um, Ridgewell, if fear, anywhere, buddy, we could use you.
1: You know, it's I, funny. That's the same conversation every year, though. Yeah. The well, back line being holy.
0: Yeah. What'd you think of that handball
1: on Mabiala? Ah, that thought that was crap. <laughs> How do you have a handball when you're... Pulling your hand back behind it's, your arse, it's behind your arse, <laughs> and it gets called as a handball. Come on! Yeah,
0: and I didn't even think it went to a video review. I think that no, I did Jackhole wanted to he keep just it
1: close. Instantly called it.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. I just know that uh, again, we won two to one, and we meet LA Galaxy on uh, Wednesday. So yes, you will, and I'll be there. Cameron will be there with somebody. We don't know who that'll be. And uh, I'll be tearing it up, and hopefully Tim can make it down, too. Or make it up, I guess. One so. of the two. Yeah, 8 o'clock game, though. Jesus.
1: That's a late-ass game for a Wednesday.
0: <laughs> yeah, that'll be uh, interesting to see what the crowd looks like. It's usually yeah. generally light for a U.S. Open match. Yeah, and um, then you,
1: you make it a late game like that where everybody's got to work the following day. I mean, that's uh, that's cutting it a little uh, close there, Timbers.
0: Should be cheap beer and cheap hot dogs, from it's what I remember. Supposed to be. Yeah, so we'll have to see how that goes. Um... But And then we have a quick turnaround because I think they play Saturday, right? Right. The 22nd. Ah, kill me. All right, buddy. Well, let's get out of here. We're at about an hour, and uh, we'll regroup here next weekend and hopefully bring you highlights of the games and then kind of the next round of interviews. Tim Beers. Tim Beers.